Welcome to Working Class Heroes. My name is Julian Guerrero, and this show is another mini-episode. As you already know, we're on break from our radio show, but we're still covering working class struggles here in New York City. On May 1st, we did a show focused on delivery workers and their struggles for better pay, better working conditions, and safety on the job. One of their biggest roadblocks is that app companies like Uber, Lyft, Postmates, and DoorDash classify these workers as independent contractors instead of as employees. What the independent contractor status means is that billion dollar companies like Uber and Lyft don't have to pay out benefits to these workers, and it bars them, the workers, from forming any kind of union to represent themselves. Lee and I spoke about this issue and pointed to Uber and Lyft taxi drivers and their organizations being on the front lines of this fight. And some of the first stories we did here on Working Class Heroes were focused on taxi drivers, the crisis that led to nine drivers dying by suicide, and how they fought back, oftentimes being supported by the New York Taxi Workers Alliance. Well, we reached out to the New York Taxi Workers Alliance for an interview about this issue of classification and they connected us with taxi driver Seydou Watara. On May 9th, Seydou and I spoke over Zoom about his time driving in New York City, what taxi drivers are fighting for, and how everyday New Yorkers can support them. This is Seydou in his own words. My name is Seydou Watara. So I came in the U.S. in 2010, coming from uh, Ivory Coast or Cote d'Ivoire from West Africa. Yeah, when I moved here, I started to work for a nine to five job. But at the same time, I have some ambition, like, you know, for fulfilling my American dream to go back to school. So I wanted to combine, uh, you know, uh, balance uh, school and, and work. So I came to my mind that, like, at the time, there was so many advertising for Uber and Lyft and so on, working for Uber, Lyft, being independent, and, you know, being flexible to, to do different things. So that's where it came to me, like, well, how about you work for Uber since it's flexible and it seems to be a decent pay. So then I dropped my, my resign from my nine to five job with the intention of being more flexible so I could get some time to go back to school. And, you know, and I have a background in finance and accounting back in my country. And so I wanted to pursue my education. So that's where, you know, I came to uh, the business of Uber and Lyft in New York. But, you know, reality is different. You know, there's something they advertise and there's something, you know, you have to face when you come to uh, the business. So that's basically, you know, you know how, how I would describe my, uh, myself. Thanks for that. If, if you don't mind me asking, uh, Seydou, can you tell me, you know, why, why did you immigrate over to, to the United States? All right. Good question. So <laughs> why? Yeah. So it's really, uh, it's, um, you know, it's, the main thing was to learn different things. I always been like different, the guy with uh, the, the idea of going to different places and learning different culture, different, you know, different things. So back in 2009, 2008 and 2009, I have a, a lottery visa, a green, I mean, green card. So I apply and I was one of the winner in 2008. So the process took over like a year. 
That's why 2009 and 2010, when I have my master's degree in accounting and finance, I decided, why, well, how about you move to US since we have a green card home? So that's how I move here, you know, hoping to have a better life. And I like the same thing, the American dream, what you see on the TV and Hollywood movies, you want also to try to get some of those things. So that's like pretty much what, what, what pushed me to come to, uh, to US. Got it. And you came by yourself or did you come with family or friends? Oh, I moved by myself. I moved by myself. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't. I mean, I have some cousins over here. So I moved, stayed with my cousins for some time before, like, you know, being involved into, into uh, working and try to find my own place. And so how long have you been an Uber driver? All right, so I started to drive for Uber back in mid-2016. So 2016 to now, it's like five years working for Uber. How has that been since 2016? Like, how has that changed? Or has it changed at all? Oh, definitely, yes. It, there were so many changes. Since I joined 2016, when I look at the 2016 to now, the earning went really down. So pushing driver to work more. That might be explained by the numbers also of how many drivers got into the driving industry with Uber and Lyft. But in terms of like uh, the changes, to me, I would describe it in different, different levels. Because when I started driving for Uber, the idea of the contract, I would say, you know, coded contract, was that driver would get 80% of a fare and Uber would get 20% of a fare. The same thing applies for Lyft as well. But the thing is, like, for many drivers, we end up having, like, less than 80%, especially when you have, like, long trips. That's where Uber would take up, like, 60% sometime of a fare. They're supposed to take 20%. So, uh, yeah, so that was one major decline in terms of, 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 of the changes with Uber and Lyft. So over time... The earning went down, and the pressure on driver went up. So it's completely the opposite. You know, I think it's when you have when you put pressure on people, consequently you have to give them like a, 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 a equal reward when it's come to like the risk they're taking. But Uber would put more pressure on driver coming up with different ways of controlling driver. I remember back in twenty, if I'm not mistaken, twenty six, seventeen, and eighteen, they had. Uh, a report, a weekly report where the driver will have like a breakdown of how many times they hit the brake. That was one of the major categories. So how many times the driver in the week, specific week, hit the brake. But to me, I think they were using that braking thing to calculate the rating of drivers. So they, they didn't say it officially. But that was one of the, the main things that also came up with to put more pressure on drivers in, in New York. But over time, I think they understood that wasn't a good idea and they took that down. Officially, it doesn't show up anymore in driver reports. But, you know, we never know with Uber. It might be something they use in the background. So that was one thing, more pressure on driver and then less pay over time. So that was, I would say, like, these are the, the major major changes when it comes to Uber, Uber and Lyft and Via and Juno companies.
pandemic affected um you know your time as an uber driver or or your job or your ratings and earnings i mean the pandemic really like brought the uh, business to zero you know it's 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 mostly a contact business mostly you have to some always get someone in your car so it's more like a contact contact to contact person to person business so when the pandemic hit there was you know it was very hard for driver to even get someone uh, you know, I remember like early, early in March or end of April, I will go to work, but and I will have, I won't get no no one. I would just be sitting there, without having customer because like uh, that time was like people starting to know about COVID, and so there was less traveling and less movement in the city. On top of that, there were also that some regulation where Uber would prevent driver from working for certain hours. So all these uh, was making it very hard for driver. I would say, I would say like mid end of 2019 and mid, I mean early 2020 was very hard for driver in New York because there was so many restrictions when it's come to working for Uber and Lyft because there was there's the law saying you can't work more than 60 hours because something people don't know about Uber driver, Uber driver do not even make the minimum wage in New York. They do not even make the minimum wage in New York. So the TLC, which is the Taxi and Limousine Commission, have to come up with more, pre- I mean, have to come up with, with some regulation to push Uber to pay driver at least the minimum wage. They came up with a system where every driver had to select the hours, the days they want to work with Uber. So let's say today it's what? It, it's Saturday, right? So I want to work next week for Uber Monday morning, seven o'clock. So I had to select my time seven o'clock for next Monday now, so I could be able to work for Uber at that specific date, at that specific time. Except that one of the catch was driver don't, they have different categories of driver. That's one, that's one of the pressure too from Uber. They have the classified driver in different categories, three different categories. So if I'm on the lower category, I could not select my time anytime I wanted to. I had to wait for people on top of like gold and, and so on zone for them to select before I could go and select. So the selection was most of the time from Monday to, to Friday, but that person could not select until people in the, on, on, on the top category could select the time they wanted to work. So most of it, more many drivers end up with no time at all. So we have we also have the peak hours. So when you come like morning time, you might end up with more fares because that's traffic time. 
but let's say you come out at 11 there's no more traffic there's no more like movement in terms of people moving to different places so people got caught in that zone where there's nothing for a driver to do on top of all this stuff from uber the pandemic hit at the time where there was nothing to do nothing for driver you go outside there's nothing for you to do it just like was hard it was just very super hard for driver and uh, you know on top also when when we we starting to apply for unemployment there was it was very hard for driver because there was they were asking for more paper for driver so i remember my case personally i i i uh, sent my i applied for unemployment and they were asking me to send to prove that, that i was working for uber or lyft so i had to fax over some of the documentation multiple times and no one ever got anything i had to wait for two over two months to get paid the first time and the reason why i got paid personally was because we you know with the taxi alliance end up suing the governor of new york so when you saw them that's where driver most of the drivers starting to have the different cases moving but we we didn't to, to, to me personally it was it was shocking for us on top of the pandemic we didn't have to go through the lawsuit anyway because they were supposed to get all the earnings from uber we didn't have to prove that we were working for uber we just had to like enter social your name and then your earning from uber would just populate to prove that you were working for uber the driver had to go steps beyond normal procedure to be able to get the the to be able to get the the, the unemployment and then again that was even at the, at the lower lower level of in terms of rating because the the unemployment has the lower number is 182 and the top number is just 504 and most of the driver was just getting 182 because they, they were not considering driver as as the as uber employee when it comes to when it's come to uh, to unemployment although there was a there was a decision called decision classifying uber driver as an employee back in 2018 or 2017 when it's come to unemployment but the city of state of new york never took that into consideration and how to like put like more burden pressure on driver to like come up with or justifying that they were working for uber so that was something very shocking for driver to see when when we we're going through the pandemic jesus i'm sorry that you and so many drivers had to go through that it, it, it's so obvious that uber is just trying to do everything they can to keep as much money uh as much of the money as drivers are are, are producing for the company as they can Exactly, yeah. Like I was rocking, Ishmael's tail light was broken as a toy.
Houston, but I smoke. What? You can't escape me. Bob head drop that disease. Say your final summons if I catch you. Bet you regret you ever ditch me. Driving, conniving. Guy's been robbing me lately. He went up Blake Street, but I'm following, swallowing up steps. He ran to the left, I made a left and crashed. Into a rose bush, my nose crushed on impact. But chill, I'll get him back. How did you become a member of the New York Taxi Workers Alliance? All right. So this is back in 2017 when, uh, 27, early 2017, I was, you know, I just had some friends. They were in the, in the business long before me. So I was speaking to them to look, to see like how, you know, there was no protection around driver. Driver just, just left alone. So I was just curious to see, curious to see if there were any protection or any, uh, union around driver like ev- any business or any any fields they have different unions so that's where some of my friends told me yeah, they have this union nytwa you know protecting driver rights fighting for driver and then yeah i got involved with them I, you know also one of my friends started to work with them at the time so that's where i get involved i got involved and i got to know more about uh, the mission and I just love the mission. I saw the website, I saw the mission. I was just like, oh, this is something I wanted to be part of. Can you tell me a little bit about what are some of the issues that you want to address? And, and potentially as well, what are some of the issues that the New York Taxi Workers Alliance is trying to address right, right now? Right now, the main, main issue right now is uh, the medallion debt relief. It, it's a big, big, big thing for for New York dri- taxi drivers, especially for yellow drivers. You know, as you were saying earlier, 95% of the taxi driver in New York are immigrant. And I also think because they're immigrant and most of them did not know about the system, they got involved with so many debts. How could you explain that a medallion was costing over a million at some point? Why would, how would you explain that? I think the reason why they did that was just because they knew they were facing or they're dealing with people who didn't know the system, people who didn't have any like financial education. So they used that and then they were just they got people involved into debt without knowing what they were signing. So now it it, it I think it's a common fight. People have to come to fight this. It is the same way we come and fight racism, the same way we come and fight. Uh, uh, for uh, uh, debt relief or uh, student loan and so on. It's the same thing for me. I think, uh, yeah, it's from New York. It's very specific to New York. But the same thing we fought for Joy, I mean, for Floyd, although he was not a New Yorker, that's the same thing people had to come to and fight for these, these, these drivers. They have like so much debt, it's even impossible for them to pay back those loans. So one of the major thing right now for Taxi Alliance is really to get like you know the debt forgiven, if it's not hundred percent, but at least like a very substantial portion of the debt forgiven, because it wasn't fair for them to have been like even indebted at, at that point at, at that level, because there is no reason why it should have been so much money to pay for uh, uh, for a medallion in New York. So that's one thing, the major thing, major, major thing issue right now, it's debt relief for uh, medallion work, I mean, medallion owners. And the second issue, 
although we in the process of making that right, it's the classification of, of, of uh, Uber driver or Lyft driver in, in New York. Because people don't, maybe people don't know, but driver are just, driving in New York is hard. There's so many cars, so much traffic. It's very hard. But some, so many drivers, they've been working for Uber. My personal experience, I've been working for Uber for five years now, but I have no, nothing. I have no uh, protection when it comes to uh, health insurance. I have no retirement. I have no, there's nothing, no vacation. There's nothing. But Uber pretend to be like, we, we classify driver as, as independent driver, I mean, independent contractors. But how come an independent contractor work for years and years and under a company with more pressure from the company? Uh, yeah, it, this has to be like really like had to be a proper classification of driver. Driver are working like for Uber and Lyft, and they have to be responsible for driver protection. There's no way around like trying to play with different names. No, it's the facts. As just look at the facts. Driver on a daily basis, when I wake up in the morning, my idea is to work for Uber or just going to work for Lyft. And I did that every day for six, at least six days. I remember I worked like 72 hours some weeks, worked like seven days some weeks. So but I wasn't working for nothing except for Uber and Lyft. So how come that they don't see us as, as, as employees? when they control like they control the time they control literally like where do we have to go this is like just word playing with word it's not about playing with word it's about fact what is the fact the well, fact is that every driver works for uber every day for over years and years driver are doing a lot for new york city imagine new york city without uber driver without taxi driver what would the city be what would the city be? No, I mean, not everyone could just go on the subway, no. So I think like the city is moving easily and smoothly because you have Uber driver, Lyft driver, Via, and, and the yellow drivers. So that's why I was saying earlier, people have to come and understand why we are fighting as a driver and protect the driver right and and be there for driver the same way we are there for you new yorkers they also have to support us so this is the second thing now we're fighting on on, on the classification of driver giving more right to driver more protection to driver it's crucial to have driver protected new york is very risky driving in new york is very very risky it's a daily thing it's at least eight hours a day or 10 hours a day driving around new york city it's not it's not an easy task People see it as something easy and fun, but it's very hard. Most drivers have a leg pain. You know, they have like nerve pain for driving for long hours. People don't know that. But they, at the same time, they have no insurance. They have no health insurance. So this is the second major thing right now. It's really getting the driver classified and having protection and having vacation time. They're just employees. They, they deserve to be properly classified. How can everyday New Yorkers support 
the taxi workers alliance and and taxi drivers what do you think about that yeah i think they really we, we need support from them you know it it a fight it it's a very isolated fight when it comes to driver but we wish like everyone of, of new york would come up in, in march with drivers you know multiple times driver go in the city to the city hall well they go to albany to make their voice heard but I was saying like the same way we come out all together as the one person fighting racism, the same thing we have to stand and fight for Uber driver, a Lyft driver. It across the US, not even New York City only. It's all over US. They have the same issue all over New York. So people have to support. Then they could just call the representative to support. You know, they could talk. You know, they could just join all the driver when it's come when we have any event in terms of like protesting that they have to come and, and support us. You know, they had to support driver, they had to support NYWA, they're doing a lot. They're doing a lot for driver. I don't even I can't even imagine driver without them in New York. I don't even know how well could that have been without 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 the NYTWA. You know, it's just hard to imagine that our hearts are with you guys and the taxi drivers and you know i consider you a working class hero for going through this struggle and and speaking up about it you know i think too often we feel so disconnected that when we have a problem with an employer or with our job if we can leave it we will mm -hmm. um but people who speak up about it for themselves for their community i think that's what makes you a working class hero and really a lot of solidarity to you exactly thank you very much <laughs>